Welcome back to another episode of the IAS Shortcast. This is the one-stop shop for a movie fan on the go. Today's episode, are the Oscars rigged? Welcome to the IAS Shortcast. My name is Eamon. Today I'll be your host as we talk film, TV, and much, much more. Today's episode stacked. It's a pretty good episode. We're going to be talking a little bit about are the Oscars rigged and what I think about that whole news article that's been going around and some podcasters and commentary channels have been talking about that specifically. The SCN network and stuff have been talking about the Oscars being rigged and we'll talk a little bit about that later towards the end of the show. But early on, we've got a few topics here lined up. We've got our, you know, the Bad Boys movie for life. I just saw it. What do I think about it? We'll talk about that. Weathering with you. I just saw that movie. What do I think about it? The Witcher wrapped up the first season. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, yeah, I finished the first uh, six episodes about maybe three weeks ago, and then I wrapped up the last two episodes last night, so we'll talk more about that later. And finally, Doolittle. Doolittle, I just uh, I, I just got my ticket right now. I'm going to be seeing it later tonight. I'm not so sure what to think about that, but we'll, we'll get into some of the depth over there. And we've got a few off-the-top topics to talk about real quick. And right off the top, we're looking at this news article. It says, Richard Madden and Priyanka Chopra Jonas are on board for the Russo Brothers Citadel series. Now, I haven't heard much about this, but it says here Amazon certainly isn't being shy about splashing the cash. So it looks like Amazon is going to be taking over this show, you know, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. Uh, Looks like they're going to be producers, and it's certainly the case for the Citadel because it looks like it's going to be a big, big show. It looks like Amazon is not going to be holding back. They're going to be giving this a pretty big budget, which... Uh, kudos to them. I mean, they've been. The, it looks like the Lord of the Rings series, which is coming out soon, is gonna be a big one. So I think I think they're doing pretty good for themselves now. Amazon looks like it's gonna be. I'm not gonna say the biggest, but it looks like it's gonna be up there with Netflix and Disney Plus pretty soon. You know, they're they're much 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 above uh, HBO. You know, HBO had uh, Game of Thrones, which was a which which lasted a while, but now that Game of Thrones has gone, I don't think they're gonna have much you know um, energy to carry on their streaming service it looks like many people are going to be dropping hbo because of that um but that looks exciting i mean we've already got matthew mcconaughey uh joined here you know uh, i'm seeing a few articles about t- to talk about but i'm not going to talk about those i'm going to be moving on to uh robin fleischer the venom director uh zombie land one and two director absolutely love the guy looks like he is in the lead for directing the uncharted movie now if you guys haven't heard if this is news to you um, the director for Bumblebee and Kubo and the True Strings. I cannot think of his name right now, but it's going to come to mind in one second. I'm just going to Google his name real quick. Uh, yeah, he directed Bumblebee in 2018. Travis Knight, that's his name. Yeah, he came into the Transformers franchise when it was at its lowest point, you know, with the fifth Transformers movie. Came in and gave his absolute best with this, uh, with that, with that recent one. And it was an absolute gold piece. I loved it. I think I reviewed it back in 2018. All that said, I think this is going to be a. a, a, a it was it, it was a, a great decision when they hired Travis Knight, but then Travis Knight left because of the whole creative differences thing, which oh my god, I mean this creative differences thing is going to be killing me. I need to understand what's going on behind the scenes because sometimes it's just what what do you mean creative differences? But hey, I mean they lost a great director in Travis Knight. And it looks like they're going for mediocre directors. I mean, I'm not going to call Ruben Fleischer a mediocre director. I just, I, I thought Venom was good. I'm not a big fan of, you know, Zombieland 1 and 2 are two of my favorite movies. Two of my favorite comedies, sorry. 
but you know some of his other movies aren't really aren't really gold you know he doesn't really have much to do besides the Zombieland movies and Venom Gangster Squad that I thought was a piece of trash it was a wreck 30 minutes or less I mean I I, I laughed but it <laughs> that's all it is there was just a few laughs and that that's it there's nothing else to the movie Two Night Stand is one of the worst movies of that year I completely dislike that movie and you know sometimes uh, it doesn't look like he directed actually he may not have directed that movie which is a uh, which which is safe but yeah some of his movies are just completely just trash you know 30 minutes or less i just did not enjoy him and it's not like he has a big resume he's got a pretty small resume i mean he's got a few movies here and there that he's been in and that he's written but as far as directing it looks like he's only directed four to five movies he's got two zombieland movies one venom movie gangster squad 30 minutes or less and that's pretty much it uh, he's got a bad trip movie coming out in 2020, so it looks if that's the case, if he's directing this movie, I don't think he's gonna be able to release it for another two years, maybe 2022, because right now he's got uh, the bad trip movie which is coming out. So I've kind of lost my excitement for the Uncharted series. I thought it was gonna it was going the right way. They got Tom Holland, uh, you know, pretty young actor to come in so they can have a franchise going, but it looks like this might not uh, this might not pan out the way we thought it would. Which is an absolute shame. I mean, God, come on. This was this. I am. I love the Uncharted series. I mean, that fourth, uh, that fourth game was absolutely insane. I mean, I absolutely love the third one. That that that. I I have the most nostalgia with any video game, with that third one. You know, um, I remember playing that on my PlayStation Three when I got that for the first time. It was just. It was one of the situations where I just. One of those games I just get played, even after I beat the game, I just started over again. I, I probably beat the game like four times. It's just one of those games. And then the fourth one comes out and I'm like, this might be better, but I still prefer the third one because that's just got a, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of nostalgia to it. But, you know, even even then, you know, um, I, I'm kind of disappointed with this because sometimes, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, what are they going to what are they going to do with this movie? Because. You know, they've got a good, pr pretty good cast coming, but sometimes it's just like they're probably going to just F it up like they did with the, you know, with with some other video game movies, Mortal Kombat, you know. I, I, I liked, I liked uh, the, uh, what's that game with uh, Alicia, Alicia Vikander? I can't remember what that movie was that came out recently. It's uh, Tomb Raider, sorry, Tomb Raider. That wasn't bad. I liked it. But I mean, you know, that's that's one of the few. There's also Silent uh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill was was one of those games that you know I wasn't the biggest fan of until I watched the movie. And so when I watched the movie, I had to go back and play the games. And Silent Hill is actually pretty good. I like the video games, and the movie is is it's not bad. I like the movie. I mean, there's much so much more they could have done with it, but it's one of my what's one of my guilty pleasures. You know, my family loves that movie, uh, Silent Hill. So that's one of the movies that I do I do think is one of the best uh, video game movies out there. So let's let's hope that Uncharted uh, Uncharted uh, the movie pans out well. We've got a few topics here lined up, so let's get to them immediately. Bad Boys for Life releases in two days on the 17th. Uh, and let me tell you what, this was a blast. I mean, I, I haven't seen the first Bad Boys. I mean, From what I can remember, I haven't seen it. I've seen the second one, which was absolute disaster. I mean, Michael Bay is one of those directors that completely, when he makes a movie, everybody's interested until they see the movie. Sometimes it's absolutely insane. You know what he did with the uh, with the recent movie. I cannot. It can't. It's. I have a hard time thinking about it. But give me one second. I'm just gonna have to go on my blog here and check what that movie is called. He released it like a month ago. 
um six underground i think it was there we go yeah six underground was an absolute mess i mean what he did with that movie that that's a movie you cannot f up you cannot f up a, a movie with ryan reynolds that has to do with heist who does that you cannot f that up and he managed to do that and i mean some of the decisions he made in those movies just absolutely got to me i was just annoyed and you know uninterested in him anymore but you know uh, it's it's just an absolute disaster. So seeing Bad Boys for Life coming out now and it's not directed by him, I'm kind of I I kind of went in with a little bit of excitement. And I'll tell you what, I was not disappointed. It was not. It wasn't what I expected it to be. I certainly thought it was gonna be more of an action movie. It had it had a little bit of depth. Obviously, we have the action that's that's there. It's a Bad Boys movie. It's gotta have its action. But it's not on the level of Michael Bay movie. With Michael Bay, action is not just action. Action is hyper-realistic, you know, explosions with a camera right below the tire, you know, with with the angle of a dog just staring up at the sky while a, <laughs> while a Transformers destroys the entire cloud. It, it, it's insane. With this movie, the action is more held back. It's understandable. You can, you can, it, it, it's easy to perceive the action. So you're watching it, you understand what's going on. It's simple action. I mean, it's not complicated and it's not it's not stupid it's it's simple action it's not oversimplified but it is simple so it's easy for the audience to understand what's going on on screen and you know cameras are put in the right place there's no shaky cam or anything there's there's one shaky cam uh, racing scene but that's towards the middle of the movie and it lasts about two minutes and yeah that, that was absolutely fine it, it you know there's stuff they did there that they could not do for real because we could not we could not be able to see the actors faces because some of the stunts they did were absolutely insane but hey you know the bad boys movies are known for their 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 interactions with uh, main characters you know martin lawrence and uh, will smith so how was it it was much better than it deserves to be some of the acting in this is actually insane especially with martin lawrence uh towards the end martin lawrence gives one of my favorite performances of his you know it's on the level of like big mama or something like he's just hilarious and then obviously will smith has more more of a dramatic role in this he obviously he's funny but uh, more of a dramatic role than the other movies he, he he kind of wants to bring martin lawrence back into this life but he he feels content with martin lawrence's character just leaving the life and living his life uh, you know separate and just wanting him to be safe and it's one of those moments where you're surprised that one of these movies is giving you a shock like this i mean it's it's insane but hey that's kind of what you, ex- you, you it's kind of what you expect with any action movie to give you a little bit of dr- depth and it's I, I love how you know Bad Boys gives you a little bit of depth and it, it turns out to be a great decision. So let's I want to take a look at what it has on Rotten Tomatoes because um, I haven't looked. I usually don't look at Rotten Tomatoes because sometimes it just you know there's a movie you like and it has a lower. It just it gets annoying. But I'm curious because the other two have like thirty and forty percent. So I want to see what this one has. So I'm just gonna load up Rotten Tomatoes here while I'm doing the show. Yeah, I know very professional. So it's loading up. There we go. And it looks like it has a seventy-seven percent. Uh, how many reviews? 26 reviews, 77%. It says 81 on the page, but 77 on the side. There we go. 29 reviews and 77%, which seems reasonable for this movie. Uh, tons of like big, 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 uh, big outlets are hating. The CNN.com hates it. The rap, the rap gives it a rotten review. Chicago Tribune. You know, we've got uh, who's Gucci reviews? I don't know who that is, but Slant Magazine gives it a rotten t- a review, but also. Um, some big uh, outlets are giving it some pretty good review. The Hollywood Reporter gives it a positive review, and uh, and and uh, Ent- Ent- Entertainment Weekly gives it a positive review. So there we go. 
uh, even New York Magazine and Vulture both give it a positive review. So that there we go. That's uh, that's that's interesting to look at. We're gonna move on to The Witcher, and I just saw, I just saw The Witcher. I wrapped it up. Well, I didn't just see it. I saw it like six weeks ago, but I wrapped it up last night. And what did I think about it? See, I I think it's holding like a fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is absolutely insane and crazy. But hey, what you know, it's just it's all subjective, right? So it looks like, yeah, it looks like it's holding a 66%, which is better than what I saw it had last time. I will tell you what, the first episode had me worried because there are some moments in there that kind of feel Game of Thrones-esque. You know, there's a a scene in the bar which just felt very cheap. It felt very, you know, it felt unprofessional. It felt almost like it was a low-budget film being set, you know, in a cheap bar. Kind of like the Hobbit movie when you know Gandalf goes to meet to meet uh, one one of the uh, the uh, the dwarves in a flashback. It kind of felt like that. And there's a moment in the very beginning when he's talking to a child, and I'm just there like, please tell me this child's not in the majority of the show. And luckily she's not. She leaves pretty soon. But she's replaced with another annoying character who I won't spoil if you guys haven't seen the show. Um, but it's let's just say it's somebody who loves music and sometimes this character can get on your nerve there's some really good moments i mean there's some moments where you kind of feel for the character especially towards the end when these when the witcher and this character grow their separate ways you kind of feel but for the most part this character is annoying he kind of feels like jar jar banks in a, in a certain way and some of the cgi some of the cgi you know when his eyes turn black it kind of feels like a video game you know, some of the monsters that are floating kind of look like a video game. I mean, it's, if that, that's probably what they were going for. But still, it's a movie you got to have, you know, more textured and grainy effects. You can't have it look so slick and, you know, like you're watching a, a, a sci-fi movie from the 80s and stuff like that. It can't be the case. So I'm not against, I'm not against all the CGI. I think some of the CGI is pretty good. But for the most part, the CGI is, is, is my negative. But let's talk about what I liked. And that's Henry Cavill as the witcher i have not seen better casting in my life i'm gonna turn into al pacino in my life i have never seen better casting you know so uh there's a moment in the in in the uh in the show i think it's the second episode of the first episode it's the first episode actually when the witcher is kind of talking to somebody that he doesn't like and he said he kind of cusses and he says something i've never seen somebody swear in a cool way in my life that was the coolest use of that swear word in my i've ever seen you know he goes you you know it's one of those moments where you're just like yep uh henry cavill is the witcher and that's going to remain the truth forever and I, I do hope to see it season two because i do like the character i for the most part with the first season um i do feel like it's on and off there it's there are some great moments there are some off moments and it's what i'll say is that they have set the groundwork pretty well meaning that the only negatives are stuff they can change. They can fix the CGI in the second season. They can replace some weird characters in the second season. What you can never do in the second season is get us interested in the character when you didn't do that in the first season. In the first season, we're interested in the protagonist. In, uh, in uh, Give me one second. I'm just going to pull his name. I can't remember the character's name. But yeah, we're, we you cannot pull us back from a season when you haven't interested us in in a character like that we have to be interested in the character right from the get-go and sometimes it is tough you know in second season to pull to pull uh audiences back and care for a character more but 
you know what they had us do with Geralta of Rivia that's his name Geralta of Rivia is insane because that that's a character that usually isn't likable but what they did with him was completely likable and I can't remember the, the the actress name I think the actress I think her name is Anya Shiloch I can't remember the rest of it Anya Shiloch something she was incredible she's probably my favorite part of the show there's another character named uh, Siri. I can't remember the actress's name, but she was just great. Some of the work they did there was absolutely incredible with her. And she's a younger, younger character. So usually those characters aren't really that relatable. So what they did here was amazing. So again, to wrap up my thoughts on The Witcher, I think it's it's a it's a good season. I'll call it good with an excellent setup, meaning that next season we could take the show into a direction that is not only unpredictable but gets us to care for the characters even more because we, we already do care for them some people are calling this a game of thrones ripoff i don't think that's true i think game of thrones rips off other shows you know game of thrones is not original it's ripping off lord of the rings of course it's ripping off a bunch of other shows you know and sometimes it does you know movies are you you cannot have something be completely original and for the most part, it stays honest and true to the book, which not not really the video game, but it stays honest and true to the books. And that's kind of where we're getting this from. And, you know, if this season comes, next season comes out and they're going in the route of, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. But let's just say that Anya Shalotra should have a bigger role next season than than Henry Cavill himself. If that's the case, then I'm absolutely for it. We'll see what happens. But let's move on to something else, and that's that I am seeing Doolittle tonight, and I am completely, I'm not going to say shocked, I'm going to go with, it's insane, it, I don't know what to use, because it's insane, because most movies tend to have their their review embargo lifted, like a week before the movie comes out, hell, five days, the movie's coming out in two days, and the review embargo is not lifted, which means only one thing, the movie sucks. And that's 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 a shame because I was looking forward to this. Uh, I thought the trailers were really, really good. Turns out most people did not like the trailers, and it's it's actually gonna bomb, which is insane. Um, you know, Rami Malek's in there. We got Ray Fine, Selena Gomez, Emma Thompson, Robert Downey Jr., John Cena, Octavia, uh, John Cena, Octavia Spencer, uh, Marianne Cotillard. We got Antonio Banderas, Michael Sheen, Craig Robinson, who was in Joker. Carmen Ijoga, I don't know who that is, but we got Jim Broadbent from, you know, the Harry Potter films, Tom Holland, Kumal Nanjiani, Francis De La Tour, obviously from the famed, uh, from the famed Nutcracker film, and we've got Jesse Buckley, and that's kind of the extent of the the, uh, the uh, famous uh, actors in this name, but th- that's a lot, that's, it's like 10 actors who are all A-list and like 6 B-list actors in there, that's insane, that's actually, that's actually incredible. Obviously, the A-list actors here would be Robert Downey Jr., Emma Thompson, Ray Fiennes, Rami Malek, Octavia Spencer, Marion Cotillard, Antonio Banderas, and uh, Michael Sheen. These are all A-list actors. Uh, B-list actors here would be Tom Holland, Craig Robinson, uh, Jim Broadbent, and uh, Kumil Nanjiani. These are all B-list. I, I actually, know I'll add Francis De La Tour to A-list because, you know, she, she's not an actor of today. She's probably more famous in the 80s. You know, obviously, yeah, John Cena is also B-list, so there we go. And Selena Gomez, I call a C-list because she doesn't really act as a singer, but it's insane. This is a movie you'd expect to have great reviews, turn out greatly, and it's obviously it's not it's a re- not a really a remake of the Eddie Eddie, um, of the uh, of the Eddie Eddie Murphy uh, Doolittle from 
back in the eight, the nineties, you know, nineteen ninety eight and 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 later, but it, it, it they're based on similar uh, similar uh, source materials, and we've also got a Doolittle from two thousand and eight. We've got a nineteen sixty seven Doolittle, which I haven't seen, but I'm told is 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 not great either. So I'm not really excited for that. We'll see what happens with the uh, with that in a in a future episode because yeah, I'm releasing the next episode on Friday and I'll tell you guys what I think because by then hopefully the review embargo will be lifted and we'll talk more about Doolittle then. But let's talk about the last thing here and then we'll wrap up the show. The Oscars. Holy shit. People are going insane online talking about the best picture nominations are rigged and some of the actors are rigged and oh my god that's just it sometimes it gets annoying because here's what I think when people say somebody was snubbed here's my opinion of somebody being snubbed do you think that they had a chance to win yes and who would you replace them with if you've got those two questions answered then it's a snub if you can't answer those two questions then it's not a snub you know some people are saying that uh, you know um, that actors like uh, Adam Sandler should have been nominated for best actor which I'm like fair enough he did a great job but would you remove Antonio Banderas for him? Would you remove, remove Leonardo DiCaprio? I personally would, but most people wouldn't. Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, Jonathan Price. If you'd remove somebody for him, then sure, that's the case. But most of the time, people just don't understand what the point of a snub is. People just overuse the term snub and, 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 and you know, people call the Oscars rigged, which I don't get it. And some people, there, there's a big question out there. People are asking for the Oscars to extend to 10 uh, nominations per category which I completely disagree with and their whole thing about it is that they disagree with what the Oscars are nominating so therefore it's wrong which uh, completely like I mean you guys know the point of this channel is it's all, all subjective that's the point we need to understand that film art everything is subjective so when the Oscars nominate you know say Ford versus Ferrari or the Irishman for you know best picture it's their choice. There's 9,000 Oscar uh, uh, voters, and 9,000 of them have this opinion, for the most part. I mean, this is a majority. The majority of these 9,000 have this opinion, and it's an opinion. It does not make it fact because it's, you know, the Oscars. The Oscars aren't doing any sciences behind it. Sorry, that's my phone. The Oscars don't, it's, it's, yeah, it's the Academy of Art and Sciences, but there's no science behind Best Picture. There's no science behind Best Director. It's, it's all just opinion based and people need to understand that opinions are opinions and your opinion is not right and somebody else's opinion is not wrong that's just something people need to understand and i just needed to express that because sometimes people do get carried away but hey let's take a look at some of the names people are listing here uh people are saying that aquafina was snubbed which i don't agree with but hey if you think she was fair enough but i would not remove cynthia Erivo of harriet for aquafina i would not remove scarlett johansson saoirse ronan charlie Theron. Maybe Renee Zellweger, but even then, they're kind of on the same level. It doesn't really change a thing. Um, you know, supporting actors, people are, you know, not supporting, elite actors. People are talking about uh, uh, Robert De Niro being snubbed. I think De Niro, De Niro personally would not fit anywhere in that list. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is the one person that could be removed. But even then, I think DiCaprio and, and De Niro have the same, same sort of performance. So there's no snub there. People overused and tend to to you know be hypocrites with the way they use the word snub snob does not refer to a movie that you like more than another just if there's a movie that you would remove from the list and replace with something else then that's a snub 
that's what that word means so people tend to overuse that word so again just remember guys it's all subjective you you know the oscars you know it's it's 9000 oscar voters who have a certain opinion they're that they're entitled to your opinion is not right somebody else's opinion is not wrong people people have a tough time understanding that everything is opinion based even yes it is called the academy of arts and sciences but there is no science to film there's no quantifiable way to measure how well a film is you know rated or any of the sorts there's no way to you know you can't take a, an equation and go well let's let's take the the acting multiply that by the by the you know the cinematography and divide it by the direction and there we go the movie is a 9 out of 10 that's not how that works you know sometimes people give numbers to films like when they rate them but that's just that's just that's just for the sake of enjoyment for reviewers because I personally don't give review don't give uh, ratings when I review because there's no point of giving a rating. Ratings don't add anything to the overall quality of a film. They just they they just they don't mean much. And if you take a look at Rotten Tomatoes, what Rotten Tomatoes essentially does is it does not tell you what the film is. It tells you what people think about it, which is why I love Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, you know, it takes maybe ten critics, and if ten critics uh, both all gave their opinions on say Doolittle. And six of them dislike the movie, four of them like the movie. Then the movie would get a 40%. They take how many people liked it, and that's the rating. So if out of, you know, 100 people, 62 people liked it, then that's a 62%. Obviously, I'm oversimplifying it. You know, the calculations are harder if there's an odd number somewhere in there. And there's obviously sometimes it's over 600 people. So all in all, guys, just remember it's all subjective. And I just, just want to wrap the show with that because sometimes, you know, these people are just, they're just upset that their opinion was not heard which fair enough i mean we all want our opinion to be heard but your opinion is not right it does just because you feel a certain way does not make your opinion quantifiably the true textbook definition of what that movie is that is just wrong so there we go i'm gonna wrap up the show here guys with you know a fitting a fitting catchphrase that we have over here to just remember it's all it's all it's all, it's all, it's all.